Rogers. He's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now he's taking his talents to 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Hi, everybody. This is Lou Dobbs. It is Sunday, and it's the day after Veterans Day. I hope all of our veterans uh, have uh, heard our expressions of gratitude and our great pride and all that they have done for this great country, all who are serving the nation uh, in uniform around the world. We thank you. Uh, We're deeply grateful. And as I said, so proud of you and all of your contributions to this great nation. Uh, And to all in this audience, Thanks for joining us here on a beautiful Sunday uh, in America. We're, I, have to, I have to begin with President Trump. He wants to actually see somebody else fight for a change. Going to Madison Square Garden. The embattled president went to Madison Square Garden, folks, for the UFC fight. And he received a boisterous standing ovation. Among those with him were Tucker Carlson, Dana White, Kid Rock, uh, Don Jr., of course, uh, as they entered uh, what a tumultuous, uh, rousing uh, welcome they got. Uh, the president uh, in prime form, fun, I am told, was had by all through the evening. How bad are things in America's dim-run big cities like New York? Well, the Daily Mail is reporting Chicago is so bad that illegals are fleeing Chicago now to get back to Venezuela. How about that? Uh, we're at a point right now where this country has deteriorated under the the heavy hands of Marxist dim mayors, uh, most of them supported and directed by, one presumes since they're supported by, George Soros. It, that's how bad things are. The Daily Mail reported Chicago is so bad that the illegals there are fleeing Chicago, doing anything they can to get back to Venezuela. Now, folks, that's a heck of an indictment right now on this country. Uh, We've always been uh, upset when people came into this country uh, illegally, as well we should be. But now I have a feeling a number of people are going to be upset that illegals don't find us uh, living up to their expectations, to their standards. Fleeing, for example, the the city of Chicago, which has more than its share of problems, it's almost in the DNA of Chicago to be uh, crooked, uh, to be fouled up, uh, to be racially divided. Uh, And all of those problems go back decades. This isn't a new development since illegal immigrants started flooding into Chicago. Uh, It was, uh, it it seems like the city of broad shoulders, uh, well, it was born with all of these aches, pains, and divisions. Uh, And after being dumped in these shelters, the illegal immigrants finding no work, no jobs, some illegals sleeping on police station floors, uh, anywhere they can find in the city, and of course on the streets, and now doing anything they can to get back principally to Venezuela. Uh, Something like 20,000 have been dumped in Chicago. Those are the official numbers, which means they're basically fundamentally a lie because we know that the city doesn't keep records and uh, no one really has a true true count on all of this. You you know, the one thing we can always count on, folks, that we can count on on the reality that is this. Our federal government will be lying to us. I don't care whether it's an agency. I don't care whether it's a unit of an agency or a department with all of those agencies and units uh, in them. Whether it's the Interior Department, whether it is the Pentagon, 
you name it, they're lying to us. And they lie to us regularly and with uh, semi-straight faces, whether it's uh, the, the assessment by Jake Sullivan, the, the president's national security advisor, finally coming clean and saying, guess what? We don't really know what's happening in Gaza. We don't know what Hamas, the Hamas terrorists, have done to those hostages, over 200 of them. Uh, and, and anywhere, estimates running from a, from a dozen to, to 20 Americans held by them. He finally had to admit, talking to, uh, to, I believe it was ABC's This Week, saying, you know, we just really don't know. And I really believe that this administration uh, should really take up I don't know is sort of their motto because they either don't know or they refuse to tell us. It seems that there's three types of information that comes out from the Biden administration, doesn't it? Uh, There's disinformation, there's misinformation, and then their favorite, which is no information, and we're left to our own devices. When I see the arrogant, I'm not even going to uh, in any way complain about her. this, This woman who is the White House uh, press secretary, is arrogant in her ignorance. And she wants to feign that she is withholding information when the truth is as plain uh, as the sparkle in her eye that she has no idea what she's talking about. She has no knowledge of what is going on. And worse, she has she feels that she's under no obligation whatsoever to feed the establishment press. Now, this has been a shock to the establishment press, I assure you, because they thought, because they work for the Washington Post or the New York Times or CBS News or MSNBC, that with their corporate masters, there would certainly be a relationship that would give them a great opportunity to actually divine information, retrieve data, build a story, have access to all of the newsmakers, so-called, in the Biden regime. Uh, There are a handful of them, uh, and the rest are operating on some sort of uh, incognito basis. They do not uh, want to raise their heads. They do not want to be known to the public. And by the way, they've done a very good job. Most of them are not. But one thing is not talking to me. But the other is not talking to the Washington Post and the New York Times and MS. These are supposed to be their friends. I am not their friends, folks. I think you probably have surmised that. I don't believe that that an administration uh, that has reversed our energy independence to the point that we are at the mercy of OPEC, uh, even Russia, in world oil production, I believe that that's a bit of a problem that... uh, was created by uh, Mr. Biden, the puppet president. But uh, nonetheless, he made a decision to do that. He also made a decision, for example, to cut the strategic petroleum reserves by half to levels not seen in 40 years. Uh, And at the same time, drive fiscal policies that are woefully, woefully hyperinflationary in their impact, and by the way, I think in the intent of this administration. I don't believe any of this is an accident. And it becomes very difficult to, to in any way uh, watch what they're doing and understand for even a moment why anyone votes Democrat in this country. Democrats were once the, the party of the people. Democrats were once the party of the working man and woman. That that burden is now on the on the Trump-led Republican Party. 
he turned the Republicans into something entirely opposite to what they had been, which was the party of big business. No one could stomach it. Uh, not even not even Kevin McCarthy. When he was speaker, he finally had to say, we're not going to take any of your money. Uh, we're, we're through with corporate donations. We'll go out and get uh, the donations of uh, working men and women, the middle class, uh, the American people, where the where the American dream resides brightest, uh, and, and frankly, it is, it's the foundation of the American dream, where families uh, raise their children to do better than them. Uh, they go to college, they learn a trade, they uh, become small business people, then big business people. But at all, at all times, the country strains to make certain that everyone's life is better and that the standard of living is rising that the quality of life in America, which has been, a, if you will, the real beacon uh, to most of the millions who want to come here, it's been our economy and the opportunities, whether it's for jobs or whether it is for any form of opportunity, uh, it's always right, resided here. But now we have an administration that wants to curtail all of that. They want to tear asunder the public education system, which is the greatest equalizer known to the history of man. Our public education system has been uh, envied by all, but suddenly it is run by two teachers' unions and a Marxist dim Biden regime that means to hollow it out and to deny an education uh, to those who most need it. That is, uh, those who come from uh, families of lower income, uh, who've had less opportunity, but who are seeking more for their children. And now they go along with a uh, with a uh, jab from uh, FISA or Moderna or BioNTech and find that they've closed the schools and that they may have just in, maybe uh, without intent uh, harmed the DNA of those children. We don't know what the reproductive uh, impacts are for our children uh, who had that uh, that vaccine. And we have a public health regime within the Biden regime that is trying to stir up fear of a new virus. And there seems to be one every two or three weeks where they try to fear monger and to force mothers and fathers, single parents uh, to have their children take take a <laughs> an inoculation of whatever the virus vaccine is of the moment. And they're and they're occurring time and time again. Uh, it, it's it's a t it's time. Things have gotten so bad that I think it's really time for us all to understand: the government is not our friend. The government is not helping us. The government, is, in fact, is weakening us. It is impoverishing us, and it is time for us to take back our government. One of the things we're going to do here today, by the way, our guest today uh, joining us will be Ted Cruz. Senator Cruz is one of the ablest uh, U.S. senators uh, in the U.S. Senate. He's been in the Senate for 10 years. He's written a new book called Woke, uh, How to Defeat the Cultural Marxists uh, and Unwoke, uh, How to Defeat the Cultural Marxism in America. It's a fascinating book. He's, uh, he's climbing the charts of the uh, New York Times and Amazon uh, book bestseller list. So I think you'll love to hear about this book and what he thinks is happening with our government. He sits on the Judiciary Committee. He uh, sits as well on the uh, Committee on Foreign Relations. We've got a lot to talk to him about both Israel uh, and, and Hamas and why there isn't more leadership coming out of the Democrat-led 
uh, Senate on these issues. So we'll be talking with them about that. We'll also be talking to you about whatever concerns you, whatever interests you. And amongst the, those uh, who are calling in today, I hope will be a lot of questions about Israel and Hamas and what the Biden administration seems to be doing, which is, frankly, uh, as Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, said, it's as if the Biden administration wants Israel to surrender to Hamas and to Iran. I, I find it repugnant. I find what they're doing to be just disgusting. Uh, and the the anti-Semitism that has reared up on our nation's ca- campuses and that is being expressed by Antifa in the streets of, again, those most of those uh, big cities run by Democrat mayors and Democrat machines. Uh, it, it's appalling. And there's no no doubt in my mind why anyone fleeing poverty and uh, authoritarianism in Venezuela would want to leave what they're finding in our biggest cities, which is totalitarianism and indifference to their fates, uh, even as they try to come into this country successfully. They try to come into this country uh, and find a better life. They're finding instead squalor, oppression, uh, and a dismal lack of opportunity, true opportunity. So those are the things we're going to be taking up, and we're going to be talking with you right here on WABC 800-848-9222. That's 77 WABC 800-848-9222. We're going to take your questions as we come back. We're going to be joined by Senator Ted Cruz. Again, we've got a lot to talk about. Ukraine and the war with Russia, uh, Israel and the war with Hamas, and the war we have with our own administration, which is trying, it seems, at various points to justify anti-Semitism, anti-Israeli policies, and indeed engineer a surrender of Israel to the status quo rather than reoccupying Gaza defining new territories that will assure the freedom, uh, the sovereignty, uh, and the survival of Israel. We're going to take all of that up with you. We're also going to talk about the latest disclosure by whistleblowers, the FBI going after veterans in its midst, profiling them as as simply uh, disloyal uh, to the United States as a way to get their security clearances. It's pure on ideological purging within the FBI, and it is obviously a very serious issue uh, on top of so many serious issues that uh, has befallen or has been originated by the Biden regime. We'll be right back. The number, 800-848-9222. Let's talk. We'll be right back. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. You know, I've never been able to separate business and economics and uh, politics and geopolitics, uh, certainly. Uh, And the political economy has always been a subject that fascinates me. Uh, whether it's philosophy uh, to uh, whether it's econometrics and uh, even the dull stuff I find interesting when it's about money and politics and uh, and this great country that through its capitalist system uh, and its constitutional republic have made it work splendidly. Uh, we're joined today, I am pleased to say, and honored to have Senator Ted Cruz. I'm not going to, I, I shouldn't say this in front of him, uh, but he is, in my opinion, what a senator should be. He is uh, brilliant. Uh, he is hardworking. Uh, he has extraordinary breadth of expertise. He's been in the Senate for 10 years. He ran for president in 2016. And uh, I think that uh, all of us would say that uh, who have gotten to, to know him over those years, uh, that Senator Cruz is one of those who I think we'll see at the forefront uh, of, a, uh, of a nomination test uh, in, in the future. Uh, Senator Cruz has a great new book I want to recommend to you. It's entitled, as I said, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. And this is a, I, I recommend the book to you highly because it is the issue, I think, of our day. Because suddenly the word Marxism is being used in everyday uh, discussion. Uh, and I, I turn now to our guest, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Senator, I just want to say welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday, and we're delighted to have you. Uh, I had, I took a look at the bestseller charts, and you're on all of them, and congratulations on your book. Welcome. Well, thank you, Lou. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me, and and it's been a great first week. The book came out uh, just this week, and it is rocketed to the tops of the charts. And 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 people, I think, are are really interested. They're interested, and in, and and they're they're hungry to know what the heck is happening. How has our country gotten in such a mess that we are right now? And and what this book really does is try to answer that question. And in particular, it focuses on how the radical left has seized control of each of our major institutions in America. So it starts with with universities. I I call universities the Wuhan lab of the woke virus. They're where it was invented. They're where it mutated. They're where it spread. And from there, each chapter takes a different institution. So it goes from universities to K-12 education. From there to journalism, from there to government, from there to big business, from there to big tech, from there to entertainment, to Hollywood, movies, TV, sports, music, from there to science, the politicization of science. And the last chapter, Lou, is actually a a topic you know a lot about, and that's China, and how China is a nexus that is intertwined with all of these And what the book endeavors to do is, number one, explain how and why the radical left seized each of these institutions. 
but then number two, to lay out a clear, practical battle plan for how we take them back. And it is a, a brilliant read, brilliantly written, and I love the, uh, the Wuhan metaphor, so I'd like to extend that metaphor further, uh, because the result was a pandemic, uh, and it was disastrous not only to the United States, but to, uh, to, to countries and to populations across the globe, as you well know. Right now, Marxism is, is a word that has suddenly gained currency. A year ago, when I used the expression Marxist Dems, no one, everyone was looking askance at me because I referred to them as the Democrat Party that is driven by the Marxist Democrats. And now, suddenly, it's in currency. Is it sufficiently in currency for the Senate of the United States, for the House of Representatives, to take on the issue that you have laid out in your book so terrifically and that is the control of the federal government is now in the hands of the Marxist Dems. There is no countervailing influence that I can detect in our society, our economy, uh, or our uh, political system right now. Y your thoughts? Well, I, I think more and more people are realizing this is what happened. A and the book on woke, what it tries to do is walk you through the evolution of how it occurred. And and the reason I start with the universities is they really are ground zero. And and mm -hmm. The book begins by explaining what, what is Marxism. This, this is not some made-up concept. It is something very real. Marxism derives from the teachings of Karl Marx that, that, that he first laid out in the Communist Manifesto. And, and Marx had a worldview that the world is in constant conflict, and it's in a conflict between oppressors and victims. And, and he viewed things through a socioeconomic lens. So for him, the oppressors were the owners of capital, and the victims were the proletariat, the working men and women. And the answer, the solution that Marx advocated, was the violent revolution of the proletariat to forcibly overthrow their oppressors and use government power to redistribute the wealth from the oppressors to the victims. And, and what I describe in the book on Woke is how in the 1960s and 1970s, Marxists began infiltrating universities and becoming tenured professors, becoming administrators, and once they were there, they took the teachings of Marx and they, they began mutating them. So one of the very first mutations was critical race theory. It, it, it used the same lens of oppressors and victims, but instead of a socioeconomic frame, it, it, it instead looked to race. And it posited America was the irredeemably racist. Some racists are, are oppressors, some are victims. And the solution is for the races that are deemed to be victims to engage in a violent overthrow and use government power to redistribute wealth and power from the oppressors to the victims. We saw it mutate more and, and, and move to different frames, move to gender, move to sexual orientation, move to gender identity. And, and, and let's take, for example, what's happening right now in Israel, the horrific terrorist attack in Israel. Mm -hmm. And the response on college campuses are all of these rabidly anti-Semitic, anti-Israel protests and the reason why is to the radical leftists today, they have coded, they have defined Jews as oppressors, and they have coded Palestinians as victims. And so, therefore, the cultural Marxist, what they support is the violent revolution of the victims, of the Palestinians against the oppressors, and it's why you see so many leftists on college campuses, in the squad, in, in Congress, in Black Lives Matter, 
celebrating the atrocities, the mass murders, the targeting of civilians, the raping of women and children, the slaughtering of infants, they celebrate it because the cultural Marxist wants the so-called victims to overthrow and destroy the so-called oppressors. And when you use the expression so-called, and I think that's, uh, that's serviceable here, uh, why is there not a countervailing influence? Why is there, uh, when we have a moment of absolute historic moral clarity, the October 7th massacre of innocent civilian Israelis, uh, including women and children and babies, and we, we have a twisted uh, media, corporate media, that goes along with the the foundation that you just laid for the for the yes. Marxist left and in in league with uh, the Hamas terrorists. Uh, the fact that that could be an alignment is, is appalling in itself. But that this administration would be uh, enunciating and uh, initiating uh, policy that is basically lined up with the, the Palestinians and the anti-Israelis, even as we have two aircraft strike, uh, strike forces in the eastern Mediterranean to ostensibly protect Israel. Look, that, that's absolutely right. And, and all of these forces, all of these institutions that I discuss in the book Unwoke, they're all working in concert in support of Hamas and in support of the terrorists. So you have... You have government. The Biden administration has sent $100 billion to Iran and to Gaza, which went straight to Hamas. In a very real sense, the Biden administration, the U.S. government, paid for the death squads that went house to house murdering innocent civilians. In a very real sense, the U.S. government paid for the rockets that Hamas is firing down and using to murder civilians. That, that's the government portion of it. And by the way, the Biden administration at every step since this war began has been undermining Israel, has been urging Israel, stop, don't retaliate, have a ceasefire, have a humanitarian pause. Consistently what they keep telling Israel is do not kill the terrorists. I actually think the principle should be really simple. Number one, kill the terrorists. Number two, don't give terrorists billions of dollars when they want to kill you. That ought to be really simple. But it's not just government. It's media, as you said. The corrupt corporate media operates as the propaganda arm for Hamas. As, as you know, Lou, I, I do a podcast every week. It's called Verdict with Ted Cruz. We do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I did an entire podcast that was entitled, CNN is Hamas's Air Force. So is MSNBC. So is ABC. And the podcast consisted of nothing, but I went through about a dozen different clips and showed how they were brazenly acting as propagandists for Hamas. And here's this important thing to understand. Hamas knows that it is not strong enough to defeat Israel. They are counting on CNN. They're counting on the global media to take their propaganda and amplify it to demonize Israel. And, and, and the global media is more than happy to be useful idiots and, and, and participate. Let me let me turn this to to something proximate for you, and that has yep. been the noticeable silence of the U.S. Senate, uh, led by the majority leader, uh, and and Chuck Schumer is very clear about it. Uh, he's he's sort of deferring right now 
to the Biden administration. The Senate, whether it be the Foreign Relations Committee, whether in the House it be the investigating committees, apparently have all decided it's okay. They have to find evidence in, in order to impeach Joe Biden. I think the case of, uh, of subverting Israel, our ally and friend, uh, in, in the open and embracing cultural Marxism and the defeat of capitalism and a constitutional republic, namely that of the United States, is treasonous on its face and is the basis for impeachment. Why is it not regarded as such by, say, the Judiciary Committee uh, and by the Senate Majority Leader, uh, Chuck Schumer, and the new Speaker of the House, for crying out loud, Mike Johnson, who says we don't have sufficient uh, uh, evidence for uh, impeachment with a wide-open border and 10 million illegal immigrants uh, welcomed into this country, sought by this administration over the course of the last almost three years. So there is not a single Democrat in the Senate who is willing to stand up to Joe Biden and stand up and defend Israel. We are in the middle of Israel is in the most serious war it has been in in 50 years. October 7th was the worst single-day slaughter of Jews of any day since the Holocaust. And consistently, the Biden administration has undermined Israel. So, for example, when the attack was was undergoing at 3 in the morning on October 7th, the Office of Palestinian Affairs and the State Department set out a tweet. And that tweet said, said, violence solves nothing. Israel should not retaliate. There should be no, no military response. This is while over 1,200 Israelis are being murdered by terrorists, the State Department reactions that night was Israel, don't react, don't kill the terrorists. Now, at 3 in the morning, my team and I saw that tweet. We immediately responded online. We said, this is disgraceful. We said, anyone, who, whoever wrote this tweet and whoever approved this tweet should be fired. They deleted the tweet within minutes. The next day, Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, did the same thing. He sent out a tweet. He said he'd just talked with a Turkish foreign minister and that they'd agreed it was critical that there be an immediate ceasefire. Again, I blasted it online, said this is disgraceful. Stop trying to stop Israel from defending itself. Again, the Biden administration deleted the tweet. That has happened every day. Joe Biden flew to Israel. Tony Blinken flew to Israel. And what they're talking about is Israel. Stop, stop, stop. Don't kill terrorists. And I got to tell you, Lou, in the Senate, not a single Democrat senator asks about it. Not a single Democrat senator presses on it. In fact, the Senate's response was twofold. Number one, unfortunately, we confirmed Jack Lew to be the new ambassador to Israel. Jack Lew had been Obama's Treasury Secretary. He was he was one of the key point people for the Obama-Iran nuclear deal, responsible for sending another hundred billion dollars to the Ayatollah, and the Ayatollah, Iran, provides 90% of Hamas's funding. But I'll tell you what, secondly, the Senate Democrats are doing. The House, quite rightly, took up and passed $14 billion in emergency military aid for Israel. They've passed it. It's in the Senate. You know what Chuck Schumer said? He will not allow a vote on it. Chuck Schumer is personally and single-handedly blocking military aid to Israel. Why? because he's mad that the House used fiscal responsibility and paid for it, and they paid for it by phasing out some of the additional money the Democrats had put in place to hire 
87,000 new IRS agents to, to harass and attack their political enemies. And he's also attaching a moral equivalency to the war in Ukraine, to that uh, war uh, between Hamas yep. and Israel, which is uh, contemptible. I, I want to ask you, as we wrap up, you and I agree on all of this. Why in the world would Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, not see all of these policy decisions and all of the actual uh, damage that is being done to our nation uh, as well as to Israel by the Marxist dim uh, ideology of this administration and anti-American uh, policies uh, throughout? Why would we not impeach this this man who is in the White House doing such damage to our country and to our allies? Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I know Mike Johnson very well. He's a friend of mine, and 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 I would I would encourage that that we should all give him the benefit of the doubt. He he's a good man. He's very principled. He's very smart. He's very conservative. He he is a constitutional lawyer. He spent years as a constitutional litigator, litigating and defending religious liberty. And 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 so, I I, I think Mike is is a terrific choice to be speaker. Now that being said, Lou, being speaker of this house with a four-vote majority is an insanely difficult job. Because if even five Republicans get a wild hair and run off in some direction, you don't have the majority to do anything. And that, unfortunately, is happening uh, on nearly a daily basis. So, so what I would say, my view on impeachment is simple. I think the House should immediately, yesterday, impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. I think that's the easiest impeachment case to, to bring. He has presided over the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history, an invasion of our country. The body bags are piling up, and it was his deliberate choices that has created that invasion and that humanitarian and national security disaster. I think we should start by impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. I think, I think the next step should be impeaching Merrick Garland. I think Merrick Garland has been the most partisan and political attorney general we've ever seen. He's weaponized the Department of Justice. I think the House should impeach him next. And then third, I would like to see the House do what you just said and move forward with impeaching Joe Biden. And I, and I do think for a presidential impeachment, they want to assemble, assemble the facts and evidence. That's good. But they need to do so moving with real speed and dispatch. And so I would do it in that order. Start with Mayorkas, then Garland, and then move to Biden after that. And, Senator, I would make each of them an article of impeachment uh, proceeding against Joe Biden, because as much as I would like to be sympathetic uh, to the fact that Mike Johnson is new and that he's an attorney, you won't see me give much latitude uh, to any official because he or she is an attorney. Uh, I think it is time to act, and doing the right thing is the only thing I truly believe uh, can save this republic. Senator, I always uh, I enjoy our conversations, and I, can, I congratulate you again on your book, uh, and I hope to see it at number one uh, by, by the end of, uh, end of business, say, Monday. So all the best to you, and uh, thanks for joining us here on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Ted Cruz. Well, thank you. Thanks so much, Ted. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate it. And thanks to all your listeners. Go buy the book on Amazon. You'll enjoy it and makes a fantastic Christmas gift as well. So buy several copies. Give it to your mom. Give it to your kids. And you'll enjoy it. Now, I believe the title was Unwoke, uh, Defeating Cultural Marxism in America. Is that, is that pretty close? 
Uh, it is. It's unwoke. <laughs> how to defeat cultural Marxism in America. Amen. I know we appreciate it. Amen. Thanks so much, Senator. Take, Take care. care. And, uh, folks, here on 77 WABC, I am anxious to talk to you. I promise we'll take all of your calls right after this quick break. 800-848-9222. We're coming right back. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air on 77 WABC. And we're back. We're going to give you another number, 77 WABC, 800-848-9222. We're going to take as many quick calls as we possibly can through to the uh, end of the hour. And we're going to start with Mike in Nassau City. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi. How you doing, Mr. Dobbs? Um, I just have a, a question that maybe you could answer for me. Sure. Um, President Trump said at his rally that... Um, He's going to hold accountable all these um, uh, fake AGs and these judges that are breaking the Constitution. And uh, how's he going to hold them accountable? Are they going to serve prison time? Is he going to disbar them? Is, I mean, not him, but his DOJ when he gets in. What's going to happen? I, I Frankly, I haven't got the answer for you. I, I think that is a uh, aspirational statement that he's making that that's what he seeks to do. But right now, to take on these uh, attorney generals that are all supported by George Soros and by the Marxist Dem uh, Democrat Party uh, is a major, major undertaking. It's one that has to be undertaken to save the republic. I think, uh, if I may say, I think that's a fair interpretation of what he said. Uh, do I have certain knowledge if that's what he meant? I, I can't say that I do, Mike, but I, uh, I hope and pray that's what he does. Uh, let's go to uh, Larry in Brooklyn. Welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Yeah, Lou, uh, you know, <clears throat> Rudy Giuliani uh, recently raised the question that do you think uh, Eric Adams was set up? And it's a brilliant question because I realized that he, that he probably was. Because right after he offered uh, the migrants a free ticket to anywhere they want to go back, <laughs> uh, his secretary was busted, and he was accosted in public to get his phone, which probably means they couldn't get any evidence anywhere else, so they were, they were scrapping for whatever they could get. Now, this is very ominous. First of all, Mayorkas, you mentioned, uh, he was issuing lies uh, that there was nothing going on at the border. At the same time, there were quiet flights going into Westchester Airport. They were trying to keep this under wraps. And Eric Adams started publicizing it, you know, like it was a real problem. And then when he finally offered the ticket, that was, you know, everything broke loose then. So this is very dangerous because it shows the weaponization of the Justice Department, but it could be a good omen for Trump if this is finally exposed. What do you think? Well, I think you're right. It could be a very good development for Trump because this way uh, Democrats in this country can see who in the world uh, their uh, their president is uh, Joe Biden is, and no one in this country with a with a fair mind and uh, and decent perception thinks that this president is in any way running this country. He's unfit mentally, cognitively. He simply is not there, even when he's walking across the stage or laying a wreath uh, in Arlington National Cemetery for crying out loud. The man is impaired. 
He is compromised. He is corrupt. And he is destroying this country with every move that his masters make, de- deciding uh, how they will push this country toward Marxism, uh, how they will push this country away from a constitutional republic and a totalitarian state. And unfortunately, they have a head start on all of us right now. Thanks so much for your call. Let's go to Pat in Indiana. Uh, Pat, good to have yeah. you on the show. Have you um, uh, ever considered and are afraid, as I am, that um, Donald Trump or no Republican could be elected if Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are not impeached? Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't worry too much about it because right now I think that neither of them is fit for office. Uh, it, they have done something in the in the Democrat Party they're going to be held uh, responsible for, and that is putting two absolutely inept, uh, uh, ridiculously and absurdly uh, unknowledgeable people. They really do not understand government. They don't understand policy, and they are fronts in the two top positions in this country, and the Democrat Party bears direct responsibility for being used to put them there uh, in what is, with, in my judgment, an obvious, illegitimate presidency and vice presidency. Thanks so much for calling, Pat. Uh, quick questions, if you will. Richie uh, in uh, Los Angeles, good to have you with us. Lou, it's great talking to you, and there's a lot of naive people out there. Eric Adams is in on the invasion of America, called us the sanctuary city in New York City, and I'm on the other side of the coast. But the thing is, too, there's one thing people forget, and it could help a Republican. The next Republican president is an executive order for affirmative action. The next Republican president should pull affirmative action out by the roots in the federal government, and also all corporations, everyone should go be, be gone after for affirmative action because there is a lot of 18 to 40-year-olds who are affected by this, severely affected. They're not getting the jobs. They're not getting the promotions. They're not getting into the schools right. they want. Don't, and so run on that. Why don't they run on it? Because the establishment is fully in control. No one ever, bring, no one ever brings up the China virus. China brought that in here, killing one million Americans, and nobody talks about it. The bottom line here is, Rich, unless the big issues are addressed, we are going nowhere as a country. And you're right, uh, Rich, and I just want to support what you're saying here, because what we have, people who are affected by the affirmative action policies are suing uh, in courts, local courts, uh, federal courts on occasion, but still uh, they're just taking on each uh, ad hoc instance, uh, the anecdotal, if you will, uh, offense against them, rather than a sweeping public policy decision that could be affected, as unfortunately Joe Biden has shown us by simply a, uh, a telephone and a pen, as Barack Obama once said, an executive order. Uh, and I also want to go back to, to something that Larry said. Uh, Eric Adams being set up by the Biden crisis. Guess where where Eric Adams was when he got word that the FBI was raiding uh, his uh, secretary and his offices. He was in the White House and had to rush out and abandon his appointment there to get back to New York. And guess what? It's because he broke with Biden on the illegal immigration issue. Do, how do I know? Because Senator Menendez also 
breaking with them uh, and just beginning to be a little too strident for Biden's uh, taste. Uh, and that's when they dropped a, a federal uh, corruption charge on him that had been waiting for over a year to be filed. Uh, this is a powerful and uh, vindictive uh, uh, retaliatory uh, administration. And that's why you see the Dems line up and march in lockstep on every issue. The last thing they want to do is end up with what Eric Adams has on his back now and Senator Mendez is facing uh, in New Jersey. Uh, so let's go to uh, to Adam in New York City. Uh, Adam, great to have you with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Yes, sir. Good good afternoon. Uh, sir, very simply, I'm, I have military experience. I was in the service uh, in the United States Army, And I can tell you one thing. What, what helped America win its wars was presence, a very firm presence. If people want this country back on track to a halfway normal, civilized world, they need presence. What I mean by presence very quickly and simply is you need to take a half a million people, you do what you do what uh, Martin Luther King Jr. did. You go down to Washington, you put a half a million people in front of the White House, a half a million people in front of the Congress, and say, "Look, no more. Period. End of subject. Right. Let's get back to normal, We're, or else." I think that's a grand idea because Republicans, you know, they want to they want to preside, they want to sit back and watch it, they want to talk policy. When in point of fact, the, the Marxist Dems are marching. They're street activists. They are radicalized. They are moving pro-Palestinian propaganda in every direction they can, whether it's the students, whether it's the professors, whether it is corporate America's uh, HR departments. You're exactly right. Republicans are going to have to learn something about street politics and very soon. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Adam. And we're coming right back with more. Lou Dobbs Sunday. Stay with us. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Welcome back and thanks for being with us today. As always, be sure to join us every Sunday here on 77 WABC. Let's go to the phones, and let's start with Ted. Uh, Ted, uh, your thoughts. Yeah, thank you very much. God bless you. God bless Mr. Christian. I was listening by mistake to WOR, uh, listener-sponsored radio. They're talking like they're stooges to the Democrat Party. Do, do you agree with that? Well, I, I, you know, I, I never talked about competitors or want to be competitors. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all uh, locked up with 77 WABC. Uh, we try to uh, bring it to you straight and even. Ted, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Ron in Yonkers. Your thoughts? Lou, I, I have two questions for you. you bet. First of all, number, number one, if this idiot who calls himself the president, meaning Biden, if he's arrested or impeached, does he get to keep the money that he stole from other countries? Well, you know, that's a good question. My guess is that uh, we'll see how much of it they've got records on, but they seem to have quite a few records. And he has, as they say already, a lot of explanation. Uh, But we do know this, don't we, Ron? Uh, Hillary Clinton got to keep all the money. 
uh, and make a little more with the uh, the Clinton Foundation, uh, the global initiative, as she called it. And, you know, why shouldn't it be a global initiative? Money speaks no matter where it is in the world. Uh, what do you think, Ron? Well, you know, the, Repub- the Republicans should, should try to pass a bill right now before it's too late that if he's impeached, he loses that money. Because that's the only thing he cares about. Because he wants to maintain a certain lifestyle when he leaves the government. So that's what he's concerned about. He, he don't care if he's thrown out of office. You think he really cares? Uh, you know what? I, I I don't think he does, but those who are who run him do. The the cabal, whoever you want to say they are, probably led, I would guess, by none other than uh, Mr. Fundamental Transformation himself, President Barack Obama. I think that they would like to keep their hand in and uh, keep pulling his strings for as long as possible. Uh, let's go to uh, Pam in uh, New Jersey. Good to have you with us Hi. on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Oh, thank you. Um, the rhino side of the Republican Party and Rona McDaniels, they need to get out of their ivory tower and wake up. I know people who are outgoing and who will travel interstate at the drop of a hat. They are starting to say that they don't even want to leave their homes anymore because they're afraid with what's going on. Because it's permeating every aspect of our country, and it's hitting New Jersey as well as New York. And we're nope. not going to have people to vote because we do, will not be leaving our homes because it is near a, a catastrophic level of devastation. And, and the Republicans need to wake up. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, it's Pam, This is a time for action, and right now the first action should be, in my opinion, uh, Ronna McDaniel should be removed from the Republican National Committee and real activists put in there. And right now uh, that means getting ready for uh, a, what is a street fight. Uh, no more of this nonsense. The Republicans have to move, and the candidates uh, I have to really get very serious uh, going into uh, the new Uh, the new Congress. Thanks, everybody, for being with us on Lou Dobbs Sunday. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.